If you ask someone what their favorite bird species is, many will respond with some species of owl. What's not to like? They're a beautiful group of birds, full of mystery, and definitely not as often seen as birds who are active during the day. When you see one, it does tend to be the highlight of your day, especially if it's a great horned owl or a snowy owl, who tend to be an all-time favorite to both birders and non-birders alike. But what makes this group of species so unique? How do they successfully hunt at night in near darkness? What allows them to be able to find that mouse when there's little to no light to actually see where that mouse is? Hello and welcome to the World of Birds podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Fisk. This is a podcast featuring the great diversity found throughout the bird world, including unique behaviors, adaptions, habitats, and everything in between to help educate others and inspire action to help protect and conserve these amazing species. Owls are truly a very unique family of birds with some very unique adaptions. To hunt at night, they need skills that not other birds may need, from just finding their prey to avoiding becoming prey to other animals themselves. Most of these adaptations are key to their success as a species. To not only locate a mouse in the middle of the night with little to no light, but to also catch it and do that on a consistent nightly basis to survive. Owls make up two different families, Strigidae and Titanidae. Both have evolved to have the same adaptations that allow them to survive. There are about 250 species of owls, most being nocturnal or active at night. The snowy owl is a good example of a diurnal species, which means active during the day. Being a nocturnal species isn't something any old regular bird of prey can do though, not without some special adaptations that make them capable of such a lifestyle, like excellent hearing and eyesight, for example. Owls, as a family, are very cryptically colored. They tend to blend perfectly into their environment, but being active at night also means that during the day, they must sleep. This can make them very vulnerable to other predators, including the diurnal hawks and eagles. To help protect themselves, they've evolved some very cryptic colors and patterns for camouflage. This modeling that may be present on their backs allow them to perfectly blend into tree bark that they could be roosting against during the day. Some species, like grit horned owls, also have ear tufts. These ear tufts are not for hearing though. They help with camouflage. These groups of feathers on their heads can look like little branches or twigs and can help break up the shape of the owl, making it less noticeable, not only to other predators, but to also to small songbirds, which may alert to the owl's location. Even the diurnal snowy owl blends perfectly into its arctic home. Its clean white plumage with varying amounts of black streaking helps it blend into the snow and rocky ground it may be perched on. Barn owls 
have a light brown coloring on their back, which blends perfectly into their grassland and field hunting grounds. Various species are different colors depending on their preferred habitat. Their ability to blend into their environment is truly amazing. The owl's eyes are also nothing short of unique. If you look at a human's eye, it's round and looks like a ball, hence being called an eyeball. That's not the case with owls though. Their eyes, which have evolved from their need for excellent vision, have a very unique shape. These eyes are more tube-shaped. The base of the eye that is in the eye socket is the largest part. It then dips in with a pinched look before it ends in the rounded front that is visible when looking at an owl. Their eyes are also very large compared to the size of their skull, accounting for nearly 1-5% to of the owl's total weight. Some owl species actually have eyes that are larger than a human's, even though the largest owl species is much smaller than a person. Just like humans and other animals, an owl's eye has a thin tissue called the iris that covers the front part of the eye. This is the colored part you see. In owls, that color could be yellow, orange, or brown. At the center of this color is the pupil, which controls how much or how little light gets into the eye. Inside the eye are cells that are sensitive to light, called rods and cones. Rods help to see in low light, and cones allow them to see color. Owl's eyes have a large number of rods and fewer cones, allowing them to see well at night, but less color. Owl's eyes are about twice as sensitive to light as humans are, but having such large eyes does come with its disadvantages. Because of their size, it doesn't leave much room for muscles to move them. So the eyes have basically become locked in place. To look to the left, for example, they would actually have to turn their whole head in that direction, which then leads to the need for the next unique owl adaptation. If you ask someone what makes an owl so unique, one of the first things they may say is that the owls can turn their head 270 degrees. This isn't something that any other group of birds can do. But how is it that an owl can do this while others can't? While us as humans, along with other animals, even giraffes, have a total of seven vertebrae in our neck, owls have 14. This increase in vertebrae gives them a much larger range of motion. This feature most likely evolved from the lack of movement allowed within their eyes. Having double the number of vertebrae isn't the only thing that's unique though. By turning their head that much, they should have to worry about pinching nerves and blood vessels in their neck. This problem is solved by having specially shaped bones. Their neck vertebrae have a very large hollow cavity that allows blood vessels to pass through. This canal in the bones is much larger and gives extra space for the arteries and veins within the neck bones. 
These cavities are about 10 times bigger than the artery that runs through it, which also has several pockets in it that cushion the artery during the twisting and turning motion of the head. An owl can't rely on sight alone to be able to find prey at night, though. They also need excellent hearing. Birds' ears in general are a lot different than what a mammal's would look like. They tend to appear more like a hole in their head without any exterior appendage like you would see on a cat or dog, for example. Owls' ears are no exception in that regard. But in many species of owl, their ears are even more different than just that. From the outside, if you move all those feathers aside, their ears would look more like a slit in the owl's head. This slit then leads into the ear canal. They also have a flap over the ear that can open and close by using the muscles that are located under the ring of feathers that are around their face. This facial disc of feathers that is often seen in owl species can act like a satellite dish, directing sounds toward their ear canals. While some owl species have their ears symmetrical, directly across from one another like we do. Most have asymmetrically placed ears, where one side is placed higher than the other. Usually the left ear is lower than the right one. In four species, the boreal, great gray, sawwet, and the ural owl, this asymmetry can actually be seen in their skull structure. This is a clear benefit to have this asymmetrical ear placement when trying to find prey in the dark, as it helps them pinpoint exactly where a sound is coming from. When a mouse is scurrying along among the leaf litter, this sound may reach one ear before the other. The owl can then move its head until the sound reaches both of the ears at the same time. Once this happens, the owl knows it has pinpointed the source of the sound and the mouse's location. The other main adaptation that owls have that allow them to be successful with hunting at night is having silent flight. To be able to catch that mouse or other small animal, they must be able to not give away their location. To do this, owls have very unique feathers. If you were to hold up an owl's feather to inspect it, you would notice that their feather is very soft and almost appears furry. That's because an owl's feathers are covered in small hair-like structures. The purpose of this is to help absorb the noise created from the air flowing across the feathers. In addition, along the leading edge of their flight feathers are small, hook-like projections that help to muffle the sound of the air hitting these feathers. On the rear edge of the feathers, they also have a soft, fur-like fringe, which also helps to soften the flow of air as it goes over the wing. All of these combined muffle the sound of the wings to the point where when flying, each flap of an owl's wing is nearly completely silent. And the last little adaptation I would like to highlight is what is called a pectinate claw. 
This is only present in barn owls. This specific tool is actually located on the middle longest talon. This adaptation isn't just found on barn owls though. It can also be seen on species such as herons, egrets, bitterns, and nightjars. This claw is special in that it has ridges on the inner edge that look very similar to a comb. These ridges are believed to help with preening and straightening facial feathers. This is especially important for barn owls as their facial disc and the feathers on it help direct sound to their ears for hunting. And with that, I wrap up this little episode about owl adaptations. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a few things about how awesome owls are. If you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it, leave a review, and follow this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Kayla Fiskbirds. Thanks for listening, all you lovely bird nerds, and have a great day.